If you consider yourself an ambitious or high achieving woman and you believe that you need to hustle and do a lot to create success, I'm going to share with you what that might be costing you. Maybe you also feel like an ambitious or high achieving woman and you're like, I just want to do this in a way that actually supports myself that doesn't leave me feeling physically, emotionally, or mentally drained or sacrifice my well-being in pursuit of the great big massive success that I'm here to create. If that sounds like you, you are in the right place and we're going to dive into the cost of the high achieving woman narrative and way of working and how you can heal that and start to embody yourself as a flow CEO right now. Let's go. Welcome to the Essence Show and Podcast. On this podcast brought to you by Oflow, we are on a mission to deconstruct how you've been taught to work in order to let go of the old paradigms that leave you striving, hustling, and forcing. After years of being stuck in the cycle myself, struggling with burnout, I now deeply believe that success should not be a relentless pursuit that leaves you drained and disconnected. Success is not just about the goal you create, but about the life you magnetize in the process. This is sacred success. This kind of success is an inside job. And your essence is the key to revolutionizing your work and your work style in order to create this sacred success through your energetics, cyclical codes, and subconscious mind alignment, which is exactly what we're diving into right here, right now on this podcast. I'm your host, NLP and Sacred Success Coach, Flow CEO, Freedom Lifestyle Curator, and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. Are you ready to revolutionize your success and let go and flow into your freedom frequency life? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Essence Show and Podcast. I am your host, your guide, your flow CEO, Olivia Heine, NLP and Cyclical Success Coach. And I'm here to be your bestie in helping you revolutionize the way that you work and do success. Because let's be real, the way that we've been taught to work, it's not really made for us. It's actually not at all made for us. It was made for men. And I'm going to link the episode right here in which I break down exactly what I'm talking about. But point being, we are here to revolutionize the way that you do success so that you can actually create more of it, success that feels good, success that is holistic, success that is long-lasting and sustainable so that you don't work your fucking ass off like I did, and I'm sure like most of us have done, get to the end goal and either burn out or lose it all because it just doesn't feel sustainable. This is, I think, such an important conversation that we're going to have today because There are so many badges of honor that come with being a high achiever, and I'm going to dive into that. And before I do, though, I want you to know that I'm speaking from this or at this from my own personal experience. I'm also speaking at it from the experience that I've had with over 70 different women clients who are all mostly also high achievers. Like We all want to make things happen in our lives, and we want to make sure that we're doing that in a way that's really, truly aligned with ourselves, our bodies, and the way that we're meant to be working. So before I dive into all of that goodness, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you are new. Follow along here on the YouTube channel or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And I would absolutely love and invite you to spend two minutes at the end of this episode to leave a rating and review. It is so helpful for our show to reach more people when you do this. And I will personally send you a little goodie if you leave a rating and review. So just screenshot your rating and review and send it to me via email and you will get a special bonus goodie sent to your inbox straight away to help you implement 
this powerful work that we're doing here today. And this is only available via podcast reviews, okay? So let's talk about the cost of being a high-achieving woman. Again, let's talk about what a high-achieving woman is. A high-achieving woman is someone who is ready to take on the motherfucking world, right? You have goals, you have dreams, you have desires, and you are not going to let anything stand in your way to make that happen, especially not the gender roles and especially not male-dominated work environments, right? And for many, many years, that is what it has meant to be an ambitious woman. We had to fight for our right to take up space in certain areas. We had to fight for our right to speak up in a work environment. We had to fight for our right to go to get secondary education or primary education. We had to fight for our ability to move past the receptionist job or to be considered for the promotion that was only given to men prior to that. There were so many places in which we really had to put aside anything that would have made us different from men in order to achieve the goals that we personally wanted to achieve. And that has served us in a lot of ways. But we are getting to a point now where it's actually starting to harm us. And truth be told, it harmed us in the past, but the outcome of what we were creating kind of balanced that out just enough that it was like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) But now we're getting to a point where the cost of actually continuing to work in this way is costing you way too much. And I'm going to talk more about what it's actually costing you as well. The thing about being a high achiever is that it comes with this badge of honor. It's like the type A, straight A student, and I personally resonate with that. Not that I was a straight A student, but I worked my fucking ass off. Like I was so committed to doing really well. And whether or not you were a straight A student or not, what that comes with is the narrative of, I want to be really good. That can be related to perfectionism. That can be related to people pleasing where you want to do well. You want to show up. You want people to praise you. You want to get attention and validation for doing well. And this creates a feedback loop or a system, a wiring, a pattern within you where you get praised for doing well, for working really hard. And start. what starts to happen is we connect success and the outcome of being praised with the path that we had to take to get there, which was working really hard and doing a lot. So this creates a feedback loop in the brain or a pattern or a wiring where we then start to connect doing well with getting praise. And the way that we get praise is by working really hard, right? It's not just the grades. And for me also personally, especially if you weren't a straight A student, you compensated for that by working really hard, right? And if we know that the better we do, the easier it's going to be to fight for our place in the future, right? That was what that belief system was or that reality was that was passed down through our past generations of women who had to fight for their place in the work world. We're like, okay, if I put in the groundwork now and everyone loves me and I get that validation, it will be easier for me down the line. But what ends up happening here is we are changing and cohering ourselves into being someone who we're not because we believe that that's what's expected of us, because that's what we believe is going to get us to the outcome and to the result that we want. Ultimately, what this is, is living by other people's expectations, whether that be your parents or your teachers or your bosses, or just generally the external societal expectations of go to school, graduate, go to university, get a job, get married, blah, blah, blah. Like there's a general flow that's expected and acceptable by society. And if we're a high achiever, 
we are most likely in this cycle of I want to do well and doing well also means that that is reflected back to me. And the way that that's reflected back to me is that I check off all of the right boxes. Are you following me here? So it's so much bigger than just wanting to create success. And that's also the ultimate goal of what we're going towards here. But it's created and it's based on so many tiny little interworkings of conditionings that we've been taught and the ways in which we believe we need to show up, most importantly, to be successful. And one of these ways is through disregarding the body. Because if you need to fight for your place to be heard or to be seen or to be validated in the realm of work or any environment, anything that might come in the way of that or that might give someone else a reason to spite you or to disregard you, you don't want to give them that reason. And so anytime that we feel something in our body, especially when we talk about periods and times when you disregarded period pain, where you couldn't say anything at your place of work because it would have been laughed at or it would have been just shoved aside. And I literally had this conversation with a friend last night where she said in her work world today, and she has moved up in her company and she has a great corporate job, but she's like, I could never just say I need to like take 10 minutes because I'm like in a ton of pain right now. And this is really showing us the fact that not only are we disregarding our body, but we're doing it for the sake of how we're appearing to the outside world. And of course, this comes back to survival instincts because being accepted by the tribe was the way that you survived. But today, that's not necessarily the case. We're just connecting that with our safety now. And so it's just coming down to years and years and years and generations of conditioning around disregarding our needs in pursuit of creating the success that we desire. And this is linked together with if I do acknowledge what I need or if I do acknowledge what's coming up in my body, that is going to mean sacrificing my success. And unconsciously or consciously, what we end up doing instead is sacrificing our well-being in pursuit of success. This culture is glorified. Like the more of a high achiever you are, the more ambitious you are, the more you get praised, the more you get supported, the more you feel better about yourself because other people are reflecting that back to you, but it's all based on these external things. And again, this praise isn't inherently wrong and your success isn't wrong either. Like you can be very, very, very successful this way. So many women are. But is it really the most sustainable and most helpful in your own personal longevity? Because if in 10, 15 years you hit a huge burnout or you can't go any further or you have some chronic illness that you now can't reverse anymore because you've pushed yourself to the brink and you now can't come back from it, well, there goes your quality of life, right? And that's a hugely aggressive example that is like, I just want to give you that like black and white comparison of how important your body is in actually moving you towards your success and disregarding it, it might actually cost you your success and your pleasure of living long-term. So let's talk about some of these symptoms and where they come from. So I like to break this down into physical, mental, and emotional symptoms because that's a really easy way for us to identify where might my overachiever lifestyle vibe perspective and ambitious style of working actually be costing me something? Where are the symptoms coming up that explain to me that I am maybe creating disease in my body? So some physical symptoms that I see come up a lot, and these are just 
a blanket statement of like the most common ones are adrenal fatigue, exhaustion, low energy levels, chronic pain in your body, acne or chronic acne, irregular periods or period pain, really painful periods, PMS, PMDD, um, mood swings that we experience, um, low immune system, a weak immune system. So feeling like we're getting sick all the time, feeling low on energy again, ties back to that. Insomnia, you're not sleeping well, you're having a hard time falling asleep, you are having a hard time staying asleep, and digestive issues. So generally, the physical symptoms come from so generally what we can look at when the when we look at the physical symptoms are where is it happening in your body and what is that pointing towards. So for example, digestive issues can be like there's something that you're quite literally not able to digest in your life right now or there's something that like you're not able to compress or like move through like we're we're creating a blockage around digesting life. If we're feeling their regular pains or regular periods or period pains, anything related to your cyclical nature, often there's this rejection of the feminine. We're so in our masculine that we're like disregarding the thing that makes us most women in our lives. We're disregarding the thing that actually makes us most feminine. Acne, there's something about being seen, something about showing yourself, showing your true self, worried about your worthiness. I struggled with acne and chronic acne for years. This can also come back to irregular periods or hormonal um, symptoms that might be coming up low energy, fatigue, all of those things, it's literally your body saying like, we are tired and you're not giving us the space to rest. And that's when we want to start looking at what are the mental elements around rest that are making you feel guilty, lazy, shameful, embarrassed, whatever it is where you feel like you can't actually rest or where you're trying to rest, but you're actually compensating for that rest because you feel, again, internally on a subconscious level, like it's not safe for you to be resting. That brings us really beautifully a segue into the mental symptoms. So stress and anxiety is a huge one. We have so much work and workplace stress and anxiety these days. We live at a heightened level of stress where our nervous system is actually often working on overdrive in order to compensate for the stress that we feel. Certain levels of cortisol, which is a, a main stress hormone in the body, that is only supposed to be activated over long periods of time when there are famines or wars tend to be at those heightened levels today. So that's showing us that we are experiencing stress in our lives at immense levels, but it's like sustained stress. So we don't even realize that we're at that level anymore. People-pleasing, perfectionism, and procrastination. I like to put the three Ps together because they do kind of form this beautiful little grouping where they all kind of play into each other. Because if you're a perfectionist, which if you are a high achiever, I'm willing to bet you have some sort of perfectionist tendencies in you. I relate to that personally as well, mostly because I grew up with parents who were both proclaimed perfectionists. And so I learned through my conditioning that by being as perfect as I could possibly be, I would get in the least amount of trouble and I would get the most amount of attention. So that's not innately who I am. That's not innately who you are either but it's a learned behavior. That often ties into procrastination. So if you're a perfectionist, you might also be a procrastinator because you want it to be perfect and you're so worried about it not being perfect or there's a fear of potentially getting it wrong. And that, of course, beautifully wraps us into people-pleasing where why are we doing all of this? Well, because we want to be accepted. We want to gain love, validation, all of those things, and we start to do things for other people as opposed to really considering what is it that I want to be doing for myself? 
lack of boundaries tends to come up here too with people pleasing. Overthinking and self-sabotaging or sabotaging opportunities is where we also are trying to like control the situation. It's like, I don't know if that's the right thing for me. We have self-doubt. We're worried about our worthiness if we can actually do it. And we're overthinking it so much because it's like we need to try and figure out every single possible scenario in order to create safety for ourselves. Overthinking often comes back to a feeling of worthiness or lack of safety when we're younger, so as children, where the situation was maybe lined with chaos growing up, our our home environment growing up, where we weren't quite sure how someone was going to respond. And so we had to play out all of the different scenarios in order to protect ourselves and, and create safety for ourselves. And what this ultimately results in is a deregulated nervous system. So your nervous system is just working on overdrive, constantly trying to protect you and manage your stress levels and try and make sure you're safe from this situation or that situation. And again, this overstimulation then is creating this exhaustion. It's creating the fatigue. It's creating the low energy levels. It tends to then move itself into physical symptoms. And often these mental symptoms, this is where we can start to catch things before they get too big, where the body is constantly communicating with us what's going on, the dis-ease that it's feeling, the lack of alignment through these symptoms. And if we can understand that, hey, there's some perfectionist tendencies coming up and that's creating a need for me to try and control everything, which means that I'm very much in my masculine, which we'll talk about in a minute. And it's kind of creating the spiral effect where now I'm overworking and I'm exhausted and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm seeing physical symptoms. Like if we can catch that earlier on, then we can actually save ourselves from getting to the point of physical pain, physical symptoms, physical burnout or exhaustion before we actually get there, right? And that's the whole point. We want to protect ourselves from that. And we also want to create a different way of working where that's not even like something that has to be on our radar, right? And then we have emotional symptoms. And emotional symptoms, I would say, are like the baseline as well. Like if the emotional symptoms are coming up a lot, that's going to be a really big sign that, hey, that might move itself into a physical symptom at one point. So I want to be really cognizant about where I am at emotionally. And this can be anxious avoidant or anxious attachment styles. This can be to people in your life, to your work, to situations, being really reactive. Like if you have ever heard someone say to you, like, I just don't know what version of you I'm going to get, that's something to really reflect on and identify like what emotions are coming up within me that are wanting my attention here and where are they coming from? If you have emotional breakdowns, like all of a sudden you're like, I'm crying and I don't know why I'm crying or like, I just feel so angry right now and I don't even know why I'm angry or frustrated or like why that person randomly on the street who gave me like the stink eye is making me so irritated right now because who, like, I don't care. That's also a really big sign that your nervous system is at capacity. Like there's just, there's again, this overdrive, this overstimulation and it's too much emotionally that your nervous system is like, we don't want to carry this, like throw it away, get rid of it. And it's a really important sign to start looking at, okay, where do I need to be tending to this more and more? And this is truthfully where working like a woman and working with your cycle, which I'll also touch on in a minute, is such a powerful process, not only for, again, creating that new framework around how you're working and how you're doing success, but actually for healing these things too. Because these symptoms and like the energy levels, like once you understand what your energy levels are throughout the month based on your hormonal cycle, you're going to be able to regulate your energy so much better. So let's talk about healing this high achieving woman 
narrative for yourself. So again, I don't want it to feel like, oh, I can't want success. So if I want to work like a woman or I want to work with my cycle or with my feminine energy, then I can't want big things. Bullshit. That is not what I'm here to say. I am like fully against that. We are here to create some huge, huge waves in our world. We're here to create massive success, but we're here to do it in the most aligned and sustainable way possible. And let's be honest, there's a lot of situations throughout history where men have just not always been right, right? So why are we trusting them to be right here? That's all I'm going to say about that. No, I'm just kidding. But there is actually a more aligned way for you to be working. And so what we want to do is move this high-achieving woman from the boss babe hustle culture narrative, move you out of that and into a flow CEO. So actually embodying this flowing version of yourself who is still the CEO of her life, of her career, of her business, of her goals, of her success, but you're doing it on your terms. The first thing to understand in this healing journey and in this process of releasing this old way of working is that you've simply been working this way because you've been tying the results that you want to this way of working, right? There's this kind of checklist internally in your head, consciously or subconsciously, that if I check all these things off off the to-do list, then I'll get to the next marker or I'll get to the next goal. And all of those things means I have to hustle. I have to do a shit ton of work. I have to disregard my body in the process. I have to work late nights. I have to take that fifth cup of coffee because I need more energy and I'm low on energy. And we create this cycle, but it's all based on I need to do all of this, like this pile of stuff in order to get the result. That's the baseline. And again, it comes back to the very beginning of this episode where I talked about the reasons why we are ambitious and high achieving. But it's important to understand that this is not the only way to get results. This is you being in your masculine energy. So like I mentioned before, like men created the realm of work. That's what the nine to five is based around the male hormone cycle. I'll link a video here where I go very much into depth about that. But this has then created a result where us as women stepping into that realm of work are then changing ourselves and stepping into the masculine side of ourselves or our masculine energy in order to compete in this realm of masculine-based success and structures. Are you following me here? So when you're in your masculine energy, that is perpetuating this hustle culture of doing, doing, doing means I will get more and more and more. And this is just not true. This is coming from the wounded feminine within yourself that believes she has to show up in her masculine because the feminine just isn't valued enough. The feminine just isn't good enough. And again, fair enough. That's what we've been taught. That's literally what's reflected back to us again and again and again, specifically or especially even with the example that I gave before around periods and the shame that we feel around that or how much of a nuisance we believe that they are. So the first thing to do here is one, understanding that this is not the only way to work. This is simply one way that we've been taught and it serves the people who have created that realm. And two, we need to reclaim and heal our inner feminine because our feminine is not bad, right? But we've simply been taught that it is within the realm of work, right? Because again, disregard, it's a nuisance, don't talk about it. And so ultimately what this results in is as a high achieving woman, you are living in disconnect from your womb. You are living in disconnect from your cyclical nature. And this is what is resulting in you disregarding your body. However, your womb and your cyclical nature is actually your guide to being in your feminine and having success that you want. It is literally the way that you're going to get there. 
So here's the kicker. This is what I want you to take away from this episode. You can still be successful and be feminine or be in your feminine energy. And actually being in your feminine energy, working from that feminine energy, so in this case, your cyclical nature, is going to be the thing that makes you even more successful. Why? Instead of changing yourself, so making yourself smaller, trying to fit in, disregarding a huge part of who you are in order to show up in their desired way of working, the societal structure of work, you are now embodying yourself more. You are taking up more space. You are becoming more powerful and strong in your desires, in your way of being, in how you show up to work because it's actually what's working for you. And so even if your way of showing up is maybe a little bit softer, it's going to give you more power because it's actually in alignment with who you truly are. Does that make sense? You are also going to be more successful because you are working with your body instead of against it. Again, your body is your vehicle for success. So if you're pushing, 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 hustle, hustle, hustling, and disregarding what you actually need because you feel like, I have to do that if I want to create this success. I have to do that if I want to prove myself in this work environment. Then what you're actually doing is you're driving the vehicle that's actually meant to get you to the end result that you want to create into the ground. So if this is the vehicle, you want to be working with your vehicle. You want this vehicle to easily carry you to your end result. You don't want to be stopping for oil changes constantly or like, always needing to replace the tire or fix up the bumper. Like, no, what a waste of energy and time. But that's what we're doing. Like those those problems on the car, metaphorically, are the symptoms that you're experiencing. And they're holding you up. They're pushing your ETA further and further back, right? Like if we're literally thinking about this as a car. It's taking you longer to get to your destination. And so this is the cost of being the high achieving woman. It feels good because we get that external validation. It looks good because that's what's expected of us. But internally, it's not what is giving us the most support for creating the success that we want. And I'm willing to bet if you're going to be really, really, really honest with yourself, it probably doesn't feel good to you internally because you're shutting off a huge part of yourself. And again, that doesn't mean that we can't still be high achieving or ambitious, but we want to do it in a way that's most aligned for us. Why would we try to do it any other way than the way that's going to work best for us? And that is working like a woman with your cyclical nature. If you want to learn more and you want to dive into some flow freebies or my signature courses, um, I have Rest for Success, uh, Cyclical Ascension, and Plan Your Year Like a Woman, which is all the ways in which you can start implementing the structures and strategies and healing practices for this work. You can find all the links to that in the show notes below. Also, like I said, the freebies to kind of dive in deeper and start activating this for yourself in your life. And let me know in the comments if you have any questions. Let me know what your takeaways are from today's episode. And yeah, if there's any specific symptoms that are coming up for you and you want some specified insight on that, send me an email or DM me, leave them in the comments below, whatever you feel comfortable with, and we can start to break it down. Again, the more we can talk about this, the more we can normalize this. And there's also a lot of ways that we can talk about actually implementing this. So if you are a high achieving woman in a high achieving work environment and you're like, okay, I like this, but like, how does this actually apply to me? This is where we can kind of talk more specifics. And if you do want a specific episode on that, let me know and I will make one. All right. I will leave you with that. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about O-Flow, head over to oliviahynet.com. Your first step is to join me inside the free O-Flow Collective to begin or continue your journey of revolutionizing your work for greater, more sustainable, and sacred success. You can join by visiting oliviahynet.com forward slash O-H-Flow Collective. If you're serious about transforming your success and work, get on the wait list for Rest for Success, my signature sacred success course, or take the leap into your freedom, dream life, and apply to work with me in one-on-one freedom frequency mentorship. And if you really love this show, I would love if you left a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a comment below in the YouTube episode comments. I so love hearing from you and reading the reviews. All right, you sacred success baddie, tune in next week. And until then, step into your work revolution, ignite your cyclical essence and let go and flow.